Can Audio. Episode 1064 of Tall Can Audio, off and running from our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada. It's a full house today. The boys are back. Steve Bundo, what's going on, man? Maddie, it's a good day because the first time in a long time I rolled up to your your building to get ready to do this podcast and the Tolkien audio fans were not <laughs> mad at me. It's likely because of the guest I'm with who everyone was praising. <laughs> But for once, I was able to have a clean entry into the building. But the, I'm uh, good. Paparazzi now. had her toned down. The fans were under control. That's it's been right. too cold out. To they put the pitchforks it. away, and they're all <laughs> snow shovels. <laughs> and man, back here for the first time in a bit, man. You've you've oh. missed the last couple. Sp- uh, here it comes. A- attendance has been spotty at best <laughs> for Grand Prix. Spotty. <laughs> What's going on, man? Oh. Welcome happy back. To be, happy to be back. Looking forward to it. The man has Looking priorities. Forward to all the chirps too. Yeah, we we accept it. The man has priorities. He's got he's got a family to take care of. Bundo and I are happy to just throw down pints whenever. Right? Don't have to worry about the kids. <laughs> don't have to worry about the wife. So uh, good to have you back, man. Glad to be here. So uh, you know where we start. It's always the same place. Uh, let the good listener know we are on social media at Tall Can Audio. Give us a follow there. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you're hearing us now. But uh, but there's pints. Who wants to go first? I'll go first because Creech has a better story about his than mine. Okay. So I'll go on with my Wellington milk chocolate, sorry, no, mint chocolate milk stout. Damn, eh? It's a- There's a lot going on there. A lot going on. There's a beautiful green and white cow. Have you sipped it yet? I have uh, a little quick sip just to test it before <laughs> I got in here. I'll give it a nice little chug here. I'll give it a pull now, yeah. Wellington does a lot of things pretty well. Like they're, uh, they don't miss very often. Tasty. Does tasty it taste stout. like an after eight or something? Like No, it's got like a stout flavor, but then the aftertaste has that mint flavor, which anyone that knows me knows I'm a pretty big mint chocolate person. So it's yeah, a tasty yeah. stout. I like that. I think we talked about that before Christmas a little bit when a lot of those sort of festive stouts. Yeah, was it a peppermint that you gave me as well? Might've been. Yeah. Might've you been. had an, it wasn't a Wellington. I don't believe no, though. Okay. No. So it's the second time you fucked me up with some mint. <laughs> Mint chocolate stout. I got a sweet tooth and I like a stout. So the fridge is always packed with that sort of thing. Uh, I should mention to the good listener, and we'll get to them here. Uh, if not today, then in future episodes, both of these guys poor at following instructions, both brought beers instead of just taking beers. So, uh, uh, we'll no, get to we're those. doing both. We bring them as gifts for you, but <laughs> yeah. then we take yours. Replace right. what we drink. <laughs> That's not necessary, but it's appreciated. So, uh, what do you got going, Creech? Well, uh, I can't say I've ever had a sour in the winter time. Yeah. But uh, I'll explain why I chose this in a second. Okay. It's uh, Rorschach, mm-hmm. and it's called Haterade. It's a fruit <laughs> punch power drink sour. I haven't sipped it yet. I just cracked it. Right. The reason I picked this is because I do a lot of in-the-box shows and post-game specifically shows with Chris Stevenson. And when the Senators go through um, a stretch of losing, yeah. sometimes they do. CJ's being accused of drinking the Haterade. <laughs> So I open your fridge and that is the first beverage I saw. Like I didn't even see another one. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. I, I have to drink the Haterade now and I made sure to take a picture. So Set, we'll send that over to CJ. Yes. Every yeah. time I accuse CJ, or CJ now going forward of uh, drinking from the Haterade, I'll include this image. So it, I haven't sipped it yet, but that's why I chose it. It's funny. Uh, I was, and actually just what last Thursday, the sentence made a fairly baffling move. And one of the first people I messaged was, uh, was CJ. And I said, Man, never a dull moment. He goes, never a smart moment. <laughs> so he apparently wasn't loving the uh, dismissal of of uh, Coach Man down in Belleville. Maybe we'll touch on that a little bit later. You have had a pull now. What do you think? 
Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. I, again, like I, I don't mind uh, the occasional sour. Usually, it's in the summertime. I'll if I'm stopping somewhere, I'll get a bunch of other items and then maybe one sour. I, I won't get. Yeah. Won't dive too deep into them, um, but I enjoy them occasionally. This is uh, it's all right after one little swig. Sure. You uh, feeling hateful? No hate yet. No. I'm sure that'll get going. We'll let that sink in. Rather <laughs> than drunk, you yeah. feel we get fueled with hate. Yeah, what we'll do you see got going how the show on, Matt? goes here. Um, this is the stranger than coffee and maple syrup, and it's because it's a it's a takeoff. This is from Collective Arts down in Hamilton, and they do they do everything pretty well. Um, and they have a, a porter called Stranger Than Fiction, but they use that porter as a base for a lot of things. And they experiment now and then, and so they will just tie the names together, right? So this is supposed to be the Stranger Than Fiction Porter mixed with some coffee, mixed with some maple syrup. And as I just said, uh, I got a bit of a sweet tooth when I go in for my uh, my dark beers as well. So I thought this one was right up my alley. Be honest with you, it's pretty good, but so far on the first pull, not a lot of the maple syrup there. I don't know how strong you should expect that to be, but I'm not getting much of it. So we'll see if it comes out. Sometimes if you, you know, your, your darker beers are supposed to be maybe a little closer to room temperature. So maybe the fact that this is too cold is, is shielding that a little. We'll see as it warms, but, uh, yeah, well, it, not bad to start, but not getting a lot of that maple flavor that I was kind of hoping for to this one. Let me give it a little shake at that maple maybe, syrup yeah, off the bottom yeah. of the can. Could be, that could be, uh, man, a couple of places we're going to travel here, uh, throughout the episode, but Bunda. This past week, we heard you for the first time back on TSN 1200. Yes, we did. Uh, teed up a day early by Graham <laughs> Creeps with a couple of clips now and then, or uh, dropped in throughout the episode to tee up your return. Uh, how'd it feel to be back in the saddle on the, the sports radio side of things, man? Yeah, it was fun to play guns We've been trying roses. to keep you fresh over here doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, now drop, drop back in on the radio side. That's right. I've yeah. been... Uh, I've been doing a lot of politics and news with CFRA the last little while, other yeah, than yeah. when I worked Red Blacks games or I do offside with Eric Macromella, it hasn't been a lot of TSN 1200, but Graham Creech still has a folder full of about a million <laughs> stupid things I've said over my life uh, of being with TSN for, I don't know, 10 and a half years or so. Yeah. Uh, so it was funny to hear those again. And then uh, it was pretty fun to be behind the controls and run a show and boss Joe Lloyd, our friend Steve Lloyd <laughs> around a bit. Show, yeah. Um, also play a lot of Guns and Roses. And yeah, actually, there was a ton of Guns and Roses. I had yeah. some requests uh, from a couple texters to start like roasting Creech back, and I was like, <laughs> I don't want to play that <laughs> game. I would, back, like, yeah, Cree- yeah hey, you know. no, I deserved it. I would have welcomed it. Uh, I didn't though. I, I had, okay. Cree- hey, you know, why? It's more of a. I didn't need to. I, I didn't like the attention being brought on me for all that mm. stuff. I was okay with it. You know, when you speak onto the radio and you say something stupid, it's there forever. So you know what? It's uh, everyone's job to be able to play it over again. It's sure. an oopsie. Oh and, yeah, it's out there. Yeah. So I didn't even intend to do that to you. I don't know how it came it came up, but the Cubans one is good. There's <laughs> yeah. a good couple. Hilarious. We were talking earlier in the green room, me and Maddie, about the when Greg Ellenson was a free agent. Oh, and that was so everyone good. wanted a piece. So. <laughs> you just gotta yeah. loosen it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now they're loose, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. You compared it to you know you're watching your girl after you break up, and then all of a sudden everybody's swarming around, right, and wanting a piece. And mm-hmm. now she's they're loose. loose, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. I, I listened to it. I'm like. Because I, I I labeled it whatever. I, I think it was like, Bunda, everyone wants a piece. <laughs> so I was like, I think I remember what this is. I'm going to play it off air first to yeah, make sure I call. can play it. Because there's a couple. There's one from Bunda I can't play on air. <laughs> <laughs> it's an F-bomb. It, oh, no. <laughs> it, it was just, I don't even know what he, I think he was trying to say Malkin. Or he was like naming penguins or something. He was yeah. like, 
Crosby, Latang, fucking Malkin. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't play that one. So no. I had to listen to the Greg Ellingson one. I'm like, yeah, that's borderline. I think we're good to go. I think we can play it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah, there's been a... I think there Everybody's was one, got a slip up. There right? was one show where I was working with, uh, I was co-hosting with Steve Lloyd and Callum Frazier, who has done a little bit of work with TSN 1200, but mainly with CFRA, was mm-hmm. producing the show where I dropped that F-bomb <laughs> and usually you're supposed to hit the dump button. I, this is where I dunk on him a bit, even though it's completely my fault for saying F-bomb on the radio. <laughs> right. And then I think about an hour later, Lloydie accidentally dropped one. What? And, <laughs> yeah, there was both of us that dropped one in the same show. And both times, Callum just kind of looked, was like, what, what happened there? And he didn't hit the dump button for either one. Yeah, and for those and who I, aren't familiar with the radio business, right, it's sort of, you, you're you on seven a delay, delay, a seven-second delay, and if you say something you shouldn't or you curse accidentally, you can hit a button, you've got seven seconds, and it will drop it and kind of scramble everything a little bit, but you don't hear the curse, but you mm-hmm. actually have to hit the button for it to work. Yeah. I can't believe Joe Lloyd did that because I, you and I say stupid shit all the time, <laughs> but uh, like th- my collection of Steve Lloyd is very, maybe four or five clips long because yeah. he just doesn't He's a pro. throw himself under the bus a lot. Yeah. Two different times though, I've caught him talking about reach rounds. Mm-hmm. That's his classic. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his classic. So there is. Who doesn't love a good reach around? Hey, that's right? basically exactly. What he, and then oh, oh. <laughs> that's not what I meant. Uh, our good friend Steve Lloyd off to Mexico right now. Creech, you're just back from Mexico. Yeah. How was the trip, man? Oh, it's terrific. Yeah. Uh, missed all the snow, yeah. so that was nice. And we have a back just in time for the minus forty. Yeah. Though. So yeah. that that wasn't as nice. <laughs> we we uh, we have a driveway service, so it's. Looking on my doorbell camera while I was on a beach and, oh, there's my driveway getting yeah. done. So I didn't have to come home at four in the morning um, and have to shovel Ugh. into the driveway kind of thing. I didn't yeah. have to deal with that. That would have been the worst. Yeah, so That would have been the worst. I probably would have hired someone. I think you could hire those services like for a one-off. Yeah, So I, sure. I probably would have done that or asked the neighbor and brought them home a bottle of booze or something. <laughs> I, I don't know. But it, it was nice to see the snow while lying on the beach. Sure. But uh, minus 40 sucked. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, <laughs> you, you got home just in time for a bit of a mess for sure. Um, is, like an all-inclusive place or what yeah. kind of spot were you down yeah, at? Yeah, all-inclusive. How was it? Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. Uh, all the food was incredible. Um, there was a bunch of different styles. Like uh, there was Japanese and, and a Tex-Mex and Italian and, uh, of course, Mexican. And there was just a bunch of different stuff, seafood, like everything we tried was uh, was terrific. So it was uh, that was good. Weather was great. There was one day it rained, but it was like right in the middle. Right. And we, and we were going pretty hard. I went with a crew that was going pretty hard. So <laughs> it, it was it, a big group you had, wasn't it? Like, yeah, there was thirty of us. Yeah, Jesus. And uh, and yeah, how do you coordinate that ever? Like uh, that? Well, I didn't. So okay. <laughs> sh- shout out to Laura who uh, who handled the coordination of that because yeah. uh, and she did a great job. It was it was unbelievable. Um and and yeah, so it was a great time. The the rain day. I took three hours in the room in the afternoon kind of thing just to recoup Recovers. and reset. Yeah. And uh, we were good to go. But it was a great time. Nice to nice to get away. I haven't been down south for probably six years or so. Right. Five or six years. So uh, it was nice to to be able to do that. I'm going to probably try to make that a more regular thing going forward. Yeah. You were down there during uh, NFL conference weekend, right? Yes. And uh, you, able to catch the games? Yes. Or you, you guys would have yeah. loved this. So yeah. the uh, NFC championship game. We watched from the main pool at the resort. It was a really nice big pool where like they had like volleyball set up in the pool and all that. Uh, but they had this huge screen where at night they would do 
a bunch of shows and that would be the main screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they put the NFC title game on that. So we watched it from the pool. Right. And, and of course, like there's swim up bars. So just kind of swim 20 feet, get a, yeah. another bucket <laughs> of booze and come back to your spots. That was awesome. Then the uh, we went for dinner like the first half-ish of the AFC championship game and then watched uh, the second half in a sports club. Oh, nice. Where – it was okay. It was all stuffy. It was it was actually not the most comfortable place okay. to watch uh, to watch a football game. Um, and actually, that kind of leads into a, a, a little story. I have. Uh, sure. Um, so we had this big booth, a booth or two, and it, it was so kind of gross in there that most of the guys went out to the patio of the sports club and were watching from the patio like through windows. <laughs> and I was like. I get that because it's more comfortable outside, but yeah. I wanted to pay attention to the game, especially because it was a, it was a tight game. Mm-hmm. So we gave up our booth, but I stayed in there. Uh, so this couple came, asked if they could take our booth. I said yes, and started talking uh, about the NFL, and then that kind of segued into college football, which I spend more more focused on uh, on college ball than the NFL. I, I still follow the NFL sure, and I love yeah, it, yeah. but I I think I love uh, NCAA football a little bit more, <clears throat> and. That morphed into me mentioning that I cheer for Michigan and the couple that sat down were like, oh, we're, we were students at uh, Ohio State. And I was like, oh, <laughs> so we started like chirping each other a little bit, but like they actually went there. I'm just a fanboy that chose Michigan. Right. So I, I, I couldn't talk too much smack. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm looking at this dude and I'm like, this guy played ball. Like he, he huge, yeah. athletic. I'm like this. This guy. This guy played football for sure. So I and and they but they sold it as like oh yeah we just we, we were students at Ohio State. Sure. So I asked. I'm like you. You must have played football. And he's like yeah I played a little bit. Lindell Ross is who it was. He like played yeah uh, three years there. Oh wow. Um, there was one year he had like six seven eight hundred yards rushing and like mm. five ten touchdowns. So he won a national championship game. Uh, so he he clearly. Yeah. Was being very humble. Oh, for and not, sure. And I yeah, was yeah. like, dude, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying, I'm talking smack here as like some fanboy dude from Ottawa. Like you won a national championship. I'm like, so we had a good time with that. It was, it was pretty cool. And it was just cool to watch the, uh, the rest of the game with him because, uh, j- just hearing his perspective of, sure, of each yeah, play yeah. kind of thing is, uh, was unique. So that was, that was fun. Yeah, he wasn't wearing his ring, obviously. No, he wasn't. <laughs> and then I like, I, I after the game, I kind of like, Said, hey, have the good rest of your trip. Uh, thanks for taking the chirps, kind of thing. Like, sure, yeah. Congratulations on your success, all that. And then, like, as I was leaving, I turned around. And I was like, and go blue. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you got to leave that. Oh, you yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah, of course, man. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl here in a minute. And uh, of course, we've got some MMA talk coming up. Always a little bit of hockey. One minor, li- I'll just add sure, one more man, thing yeah. and we'll let Bunda run with it here. But you know what <laughs> other game we watched in Mexico? 6 mm. 2. Six, two. Sends over the Leafs. Uh, <laughs> love the job. Just a, right that, to the, that the was jab, a good time. The, that was uh, a good time. So that must have been just you streaming it off your like that couldn't have been on TV down there. Uh it could it possibly was. Yeah. But uh, no, there was uh there was somebody streaming it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, fun fact about Steve Bunda, mm-hmm. never had an all inclusive or warm vacation <laughs> in my life. Warm? 
Yeah, like I've never went anywhere during the winter. The well, most we're going to Vegas, right? For when we were young. That's, that's right. Yeah, is yeah. that even in uh, the winter though? Like, is that? No, I think it's no, September, it's not. It's right? September, October. Yeah. yeah. No, I've uh, I've always loved the winter snow, and like mainly because I've always had a snowmobile. Love the ODR. Right. I'd snowmobile to the ODR back in the day. <laughs> like I loved it. So I've never been one to do that. I've went down for spring break, but it was in March, and it was like raining. The day we left, it was like five degrees and raining in March. So that was in grade 12. We went, me and three buddies went to Daytona Beach. So I don't even count that as a warm vacation. <laughs> and the other two times I've been down south uh, were both like September and October. So yeah. I've never had a warm vacation and I've never been to an all inclusive. So okay. I don't really know what you guys are talking about, but I believe you, <laughs> you got to do time. it. You got to do it. Just once. Yeah. 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 That's it. yeah. I've never been one to travel very much. And all of my traveling has basically been for sports or yeah. sporting events. Plus, I don't like flying. I don't like turbulence. I don't, I don't like love heights. flying either, to be honest. Yeah, with you. so I'm I'm all right. Like, uh, but no, yeah. Drive to Florida then or something. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've flown to Florida twice to see the Bucks play. Uh, three times, I guess. But with the, twice for the Bucks, I drove down to Boston to see the Red Sox. I drove down to Indiana to see Notre Dame play. Right. So I've done a fair share Some of sports travel. Yeah, Not a lot of about, sun and. Yeah, it's about yeah. all. No sun and uh, no inclusive. Yeah, I, Bunda would have a blast in all inclusive. I'd, you wouldn't oh, leave I wouldn't the pool. I would make it back. You wouldn't leave the pool. <laughs> no, just... I'm, a, I'm not a good swimmer. I'm a, I'm, no, but you don't I'm have a hillbilly. To swim. I don't swim. You don't have to <laughs> swim because you have two drinks. You just walk to the bar. Walk back I had a buddy of mine tell spot. me a story about being at an all inclusive with a swim up bar. He and his brother got in the pool, went straight to the bar that had the like floating stools or whatever the hell it was, mm. stools sticking up out of the water, and sat there for like three hours getting just drunk and sunburned and whatever. And at some point, I guess, had forgotten that they moved down a couple seats so someone else could come up and sit down. So my buddy, after way too many drinks, decides I'm just going to, you know, we're done here. Big kind of back dive off the stool into the pool, but there's now a pillar directly behind him. So like holding up this roof that's over them or whatever. So he just like dives straight back, cracks the back of his head off this cement pillar and drops into the pool. His brother has to like save his, the pool goes blood red because he's, Holy uh, Jeez. yeah. So between being drunk and short some blood, the rest of his trip was a bit of a, bit of a blur, wow. but, uh, yeah. Um, look, we've talked about the, the conference finals there briefly more Creech got to, to watch it. Maybe before we get to the Super Bowl matchup itself. Uh, do we believe Tom Brady is officially retired this time? Cause I'll be honest with you last year when he did it, I didn't buy it for a second because it was an Instagram post. Tom Brady's not retiring on Instagram and this year there's at least a video. It's him talking and getting emotional. Is he for sure done? Got to defer to the Bucks fan yeah, over yeah, here. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I believe he is. I think this is his turn to kind of just, you know, be done with it. Um, I've, uh, well, as a Bucks fan and, and seeing how, what he's done the last three years, um, I do know that he is one, like we could all agree, he's a smart man. Tom Brady's a well, well-known businessman, but the Bucks are about 50 million. We let mil- Giselle get away. How yeah. smart could he be? <laughs> well, for football though, hey, he wanted a ring. He yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> can't trip a man for just wanting to win. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the Bucks are $50 million over the cap. They've gone all in the last couple of years. Um, the one thing in the NFL, the cap, being over the cap doesn't matter because you can make three moves and be like yep. $10 million under the cap in yep. like one minute. So it is it is kind of a joke, but they are $50 million over the cap, which puts them in a pretty tough spot, especially they have some big time free agents right now. So I look at Tom and he probably said, and from Jeff Darlington, ESPN, he, he's really tight with uh, Tom. He had a report out there and a little video, but it was either bucks or nothing, um, or bucks or retirement basically. And I think he just saw it as I'm going to be 46. 
I'm going to be tackled again by 300 pound dudes, a bunch. <laughs> uh, the Bucks are constantly kind of now that they're over the cap, it's kind of harder to one retain free agents, but also bring in free agents. What they were able to do that 2020 year and two years ago when they were uh, kind of in a good cap spot, but now that they're and so to over, bring in Gronk from out of the WWE, where yeah. you're the champion at the time, yeah. bring them back. <laughs> but so now I look at it a sense of this guy's been through a lot, like the divorce that uh, Giselle hit him with, which was hap- like what, two weeks into training camp yeah. because she thought he was joking about going back, but he was serious. And it's like, you know, he, he went through a lot last year. So I look at it in a sense of this guy's done. He has, was he eight and nine this year. Yeah. Eight, nine, yeah. uh, with not a very good offensive line of no. uh, coaching. That was the other thing. He's going to be 46 years old. He then has to learn another playbook from a new offensive coordinator because the coaching staff wasn't that great. So I think he looked at the situation as, you know what, I, I can keep chasing this. I look at 2020 when he won the Super Bowl as a time he probably could, but I think he wanted to beat Drew Brees' all-time passing record, which now I think he's like 40,000 yards ahead of now. Um, <laughs> but like, and there's a couple more records. That, like he owns basically every passing record and quarterback record other than any rushing records. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, think, I think he's second all-time in rushing <laughs> yards by a 40-year-old uh, player in general. I think like Marcus Allen is one, and then the, he's the second, and he has like <laughs> 60 yards. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. not many running backs that are 40 <laughs> that play anymore, but it's just kind of funny to see stuff like that. But he, I think he went back for some records selfishly, yeah. and now he got himself caught and wanting to win and that taste of winning in another Super Bowl. So I personally think he is done. Creech, what do you think? Because for me, it's sort of like at 45, 46 years old, yeah, you should probably just believe a guy who says he's retiring. That makes good sense. But I'm going to have a hard time until we get to opening night of the season. Really, eh? I, I think not he's done seeing for him sure. in camp. Yeah, here. Like, yeah, I, I think just the way he, like he knows and he said, you only get one heartfelt retirement. Yeah. I used it last year. Yeah. He, I, I think, I think he doesn't kind of, Play that He's not going to do it again. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, like, yeah, will he get an itch? Probably to sure. yeah. like he's he's a competitor. He's and he's the greatest of all time. Like, There's that course. internal clock that tells you this is the time of year I'm supposed to be. Yeah, getting I, I, I just don't think up. it's going to happen. Okay. I, I think, I think if he was maybe unsure of it, he just wouldn't have made an announcement yet. Yeah, until he was well, sure. that's fair. Yeah. And I don't think he's, I don't think he's the kind of guy to intentionally self tell people he's retired and then come back and. And, and play again, especially in this situation. Like last year, I could see it. Like and Leverage, that he this was his opinion from the, the moment that that was announced. But because he was under contract with the Bucks, every, a lot of people assumed like the play was retire and then come back like with somebody else. Yeah, but the Bucks didn't allow him to do that. Right, right. Now, like he, he can do that. Yeah. So I don't think there's he's like always pretending the, or playing that game. There's always been the talk, right, about the 49ers. because I believe he's local to. Uh, to the Bay Area, and I, I don't know, are you sold on Brock Purdy after, a couple, it was a hell of a finish to the season, but he's a young guy. Would you go in there, and is that your mentor, young guy situation? I think he's probably done, but I'm not 100% hmm. sold on him being done. You'll have yeah. to, for me, it, we, I won't believe it completely until camp's open or opening night's uh, kicked off, but that, that he's officially done. He's just one of those guys. He's a lifer that's probably going to have to be told 
And no, nobody's interested, right, before he officially goes away. Yeah, well, and the 49ers thing and even the Raiders thing, because there's a lot of connections there, but everything I've read into, and, and I think Jeff Darlington, like I said, who's brought up the most, is the 49ers have never been a really appealing team to him, hmm. mainly because, like, so he grew up in the Bay Area as a 49ers fan and yeah. a Joe Montana fan. That's how that all came up, and, um, you know, the pictures, it's just like when they were showing pictures of Joe Burrow in a Kansas City Chiefs shirt the other yeah, day, yeah, yeah. ahead of their game and the <laughs> AFC Championship game, but um, he's always said that, you know, he holds a sour taste that they never drafted him and then these teams that never drafted him when they had six opportunities to and the Raiders situation is another one too but how Tom Brady's entire life and family is all now in the east kind of eastern yeah. you know area he's got uh, you know a bunch of family in New York up, like upstate New York and then he also well his son and then the rest of his family's in Miami with his daughters and and his other children are all in that kind of area right. so and a lot of it didn't make sense for him to pick up and travel to the west coast to then you know try and still be around his family his kids there you know his kids are in Miami that there was the Dolphins connection that I do know Lever Sage is still convinced about <laughs> um, but at the same time um, I do believe that it was Bucks or nothing, and not just because I'm a stubborn Bucks fan, but because <laughs> I think it all made sense in that area. Yeah. And for Tom too, like it's funny because you said that video that he posted. It's like there was internet sleuthing done that Tom did it way before, ah. and he did it pretty soon after the um, after. I guess pretty much he was eliminated from the Cowboys. Yeah. But because he released it this past week, it was Pro Bowl week. So they didn't want it being released ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So this okay. was the da- the down week to uh, release that video. I'm not sure if you fellows saw either, but did you see the the dude that went to the exact spot? He like used the video to w- go to the like exact spot or? on the on the beach, and he picked up like a jar full of sand. Oh my god! And it was like jar full of sand from Tom Brady's retirement video, exact spot where he recorded it from. <laughs> and it was like people weird. were there yeah. was like seven bids on it. It was like six hundred grand. Oh my! Oh my! God. It was ridiculous. <laughs> It was ridiculous. I don't think it was. I may, maybe it was six hundred dollars. I've I've seen it a few no, times. I'm but sure it it's but like there are people Somewhere bidding on it. Six hundred and six hundred thousand. <laughs> yeah, we're we're in the we're in the era now where where people sell their farts in yeah, jars no, for big money and pictures <laughs> of their bath feet. water. Yeah, yeah, bath water for big money. So it's like Tom Brady's retirement. That's what you sand. do, hey? Eh? On your OnlyFans, your, your bath water. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to, you're not, but I, we'll just we'll, we'll, don't I answer. I said you because I left it wide open <laughs> yeah, to see exactly. if one of you guys bit. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, what do we think of this matchup that we have now in uh, in next weekend Super Bowl? This is really the reason that I I was confident to try and sell this particular Sunday to have you guys in was, you know, being in between. It's a bye week, right? Nobody's playing. Well, Pro uh, Bowls today. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm missing the I think Pro Bowl. Has all the intensity <laughs> of the NHL All-Star game, which um, I don't know, maybe we'll touch on Lack later thereof. on. Yeah, we have though, Kansas City Chiefs uh, and the Philadelphia Eagles. And so you have, you know, in the Eagles, one of the NFL's biggest, you know, big markets, big teams, and the Chiefs have obviously become that, but but a star player, right? And Patrick Mahomes, one of those guys that they're hoping maybe becomes the next Tom Brady. Uh, Creech, we'll start with you. What's your interest level in this particular matchup for for the Super Bowl? Well, I think uh, I think it's the two best teams going at it. Yeah. So I, I I'm really pumped up uh, for the Super Bowl. I, I I really hope that Patrick Mahomes is. As close to 100% as yeah. possible. Like, I, I just hope that doesn't play a major factor or have a huge impact on, on the game because I, I, it's that much more exciting if if he can compete kind of like he is. Like, I, I, I've, I've told this story over the last week or so. Like, I obviously have followed and watched a ton of Patrick Mahomes. 
even back to his college days, how exciting that was. But I, a couple weeks ago was the first time ever that I watched him in a meaningful game against my team, like watching him against right. the team I root for. And holy shit, that's a different experience, man. Like <laughs> the guy's a cheat code. It's crazy. He is Jacksonville so... played him. I won't say they played defensively very well because they, they left Travis Kelsey beat them and it left him open a lot. But they got to Mahomes a bunch before the injury. Mm-hmm. And he, he just do some classic Mahomes <laughs> flip play or whatever with the wrong hand. And it's like, oh, my God, this guy mm-hmm. is not human. And, so it's, it's, yeah. and like, I've, of course, I've seen all of those highlights throughout the years. But, like, to have him do it to your team for yeah, the first time, it's like, oh, my it, God. Right? Like once this, once this he's picking insane. you apart, you're like. <laughs> well, and for that game, too, like, I think the, the nail in the coffin for the Jags, I don't know about you guys, was when. They knocked him out of the game, and then Chad Henney came in. Yeah. Then it was fourth and four, and the Jags elected to puck, punt the ball. Great punt, two-yard line. But then here comes Chad Henney, who goes 98 yards for yeah. a touchdown. Yeah. It's just like, like you said, Travis Kelsey pretty much like beat them that game. But I was like, I was like, so I was such a Jags fan, Creech. I was so down. <laughs> I'm like, this is the time. Let's go, Trav. Like it's Saturday. You don't lose on Saturdays. Like I was so hyped up for this moment, and it's like, then here goes Chad Henney, and he scores. And I'm like, because I had a feeling, of course, no matter it's the what, Michigan boy that does it to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think the feeling too in that uh, that situation was it's like, all right, everybody kind of knew that like it was an ankle injury with Mahomes, and yeah. once he went out, it's like, all right, I can see him having some work done during halftime. Like I was pretty sh- certain he was going to come back after halftime, regardless. After kind of getting looked at, maybe a shot. Don't know what he would have done to make sure he was able to play, but. Once that Chad Henney touchdown happened and they punted, I was like, that was like kind of the part where it's like, all right, yeah. And then here he comes on half an ankle and he, you know, still played good in the second half. And it's like, then you see him in the AFC championship game. And it's like, that was just a slugfest between two Titans right there. But, you know, for him to be able to do what he did on that one ankle. And it's like, uh, I'm more mad at the Bengals for kind of throwing that game away than anything. But yeah, either you boys buying into the talk that the the league wanted the uh, you can talk me into almost any sport saying scripted. I was going to say the opposite: <laughs> that referees are terrible, but they're not corrupt. It's my you oh, the can, whole league is scripted, didn't you see? I, I've, yes, I've heard that a time <laughs> or two, right? As we uh, head to, into WrestleMania season as well. Uh, yeah, you know what? It, it to me, we see this out of a certain fan bases, but the NFL is just so much bigger, right? Like. On any random Saturday night, if you're watching Hockey Night in Canada, somebody's upset and saying, oh, the the league or the refs are in the pocket of such and such team helping such and such. And there's never anything to it. The NFL is just on this whole other platform, so much bigger that the whole world is watching on a Sunday where there's only two games to determine who's going to the Super Bowl. Uh And there was all this talk that they wanted the Chiefs to be there. I just, to me, there's nothing here, right? It's just sometimes officials fuck up. They don't pick a team. And decide. It was interesting to hear those comments of how uh, like there was some script. It was more of a joke, so it was kind of yeah. funny at that time. But yeah. I look at that situation, and even if it's true, it's like Joseph Asai, who was the Bengals' defensive lineman who had a great game, yeah. was the one that shoved Mahomes out of bounds while he was out of bounds to the ground. It's yep. like, you know what I mean? A ref throwing a flag there it was a million times over. They're going to throw that flag yep. not only on Mahomes. Yeah, a lot of the other ones didn't end up having like an impact That's in right. the game. Yeah. That was, yeah. And it's like they do and they don't at the same time. And I know it was the one play that everybody, like they thought he was down. They redid the whole situation. Yeah, that was. And that was where everybody, (laughs) yeah, that was the big one for KC that everyone's like, what the hell is going on here? But you know, the way that game ended, like the Bengals had an opportunity to win that game and they couldn't get down the field. They couldn't block for Joe Burrow once again. Also though, like 
you know, the defensive lineman pushing, like I said, Joseph Asai pushing Mahomes out of bounds. That then puts him after he scrambled on that one leg for a first mm-hmm. down, which he hadn't done all game because of his ankle injury, but right. scrambling for that first down, but then giving him an additional 15 yards. Yes. You know, he wasn't in field goal position when he scrambled. And they had no timeouts left, I think. They had right? no timeouts yet. So, and it was like there was like eight seconds left in the game or something like that. So it was it's like self inflicted bullshit. Yeah. Right? And, like and people were sticking up for this Joseph Asai guy. And I get sure. it. Like, and, you know, it, how unfortunate it was. But, you know what I mean? He and he has to live with that all offseason yep. now that it was his penalty that That's then right. put them even more in the field goal position because they weren't right there. It was tough. They were about like 60 yeah, something I, yards I'd stand up way. for that guy as a teammate and as a whatever. Like, because the internet world sucks. People get up in your mentions sure. and they hunt down your address and all these sorts of things. It's a football play. He fucked up clearly, but let's leave it at that, right? When he comes off the field, it's over. And yeah, but people I, are bad at that. <laughs> I don't know if you guys look at it the same way as I do, but I look at it in the sense of like, you never know when you're getting back to a Super Bowl no, or an AFC yeah, championship yeah. game. Like things happen all the time in sports and you know, we, we can go through all the years. So I look at it in a sense of like, sure. Like, I understand he messed up, but it's like, and people asking him questions, and I believe it was like BJ Hill, his teammate that stepped in with some media because he felt so yep. bad, he's crying, and it's like, I get he's crying, and I get he's emotional, but he still effed that up, and you know, yep. like, get to look at it, and it's like, sure, it's not all his fault, but that's one play oh, it was a huge determined, play. and it's yep. like, you now never know when you're getting back to another Super Bowl or an AFC Championship game, so I look at it, it's like, yeah, you know what, like, it is his fault completely, so it's like, yeah, I have no problem, like, you know. But like, can we just blame him? Yelling at our TVs and as a football player, instead of like well, yeah. sending shit to his house and threatening, well, that's his a different situation. Family, yeah, people are like, fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, you had some serious problems if if you're attacking if someone's family. Exactly. Yeah, and, we've yeah. seen that for the years, though. Like, oh yeah, I never remember sport, yeah. Yeah. every sport. It's like it's ridiculous and getting that personal towards people. Like I said, Joseph Asai has to sit down all off season now, and yep. you know potentially for the rest of his career to think like it was myself that, was that, that gave them 15 much more yeah. yards to yeah. get into field. Like so, I look at it in a sense of like you know what like let him deal with it. He had to answer about it because it's a huge play. It's the sure. biggest play of the game, yep. well, right? Like, two, yeah. the, you know, in, in both those moments, two single plays where Mahomes scrambled for that first down, but also that push out of bounds gave them that 15 more yards. Yep. You know, we see it so often with teams that are undisciplined. Like that's just, and like he had a great game outside, but like you did something you shouldn't oh, yeah. have like done. Like cost them a trip to Yeah, like 100%. it's like, you know what Maybe I mean? Like 100%. Like yeah, it yeah. is the play of the game. Yeah. So that's where I look at it. And it's like, you know what? I have no problem like, you know, discussing it and, you know, going after the guy. It's like, personally, I'm sure he would kill me if we were in the same room <laughs> and I was doing it to him. But at the end of the day, it's like, it's a serious moment in a game. And it's like, I, 100%. I, I don't I just think there's terrible a difference for, between I don't, I don't feel terrible for him in that sense. No, he made the mistake. And as a football fan, I get to remember you for making that mistake, mm-hmm. but I, I don't need your home address to, to tell you these things in your, you know, social media mentions. That's no. all I'm saying. So Creech, when you look at this matchup for the Super Bowl, then how do you think this shakes loose? Who do you like? What do you think of the matchup itself? Honestly, you know, I'm not going to cop out here, but I, I don't know because I, I need to see Patrick Mahomes. How healthy is like, he? So I, I guess my answer is I'm leaning Eagles. I would be too. Yeah. But at the same time. Down the stretch and into the postseason, they haven't had a ton of meaningful games that yeah. meant something that were competitive. Right. Like they, they've stomped their their way through the playoffs. Um, so if you get a really close to healthy Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. and you're in a dogfight, close game, how do they respond? Um, how is How healthy is Jalen Hurts? Like I, I know that they put up these insane numbers, but uh, – but he hasn't been passing the ball a whole lot. I don't have the right. numbers in front of me, but no. his uh, his completions and passing yards are not going to blow you away. Those numbers. So how 
I would love for these two quarterbacks to be 100% healthy and and uh, see what happens there. But I, because of that, I, I don't really have a feel yet. Maybe I will more throughout the week. Well, this is that week where we start yeah. to really focus in, right? And and the betting lines start to move a little bit. And maybe we start to get word how healthy is Mahomes. But this does sort of feel like that classic, very good team versus that star quarterback, right? And and, and that's obviously taking a little bit away from the rest of the Chiefs, which is unfair. But he's the story for Kansas City. Is If he's healthy, they absolutely have a really good shot at this. If he's not they're probably going to get run over because the Eagles are no joke this year, right? Like they're. Mm-hmm. And I look at it too, in a sense, you know, we brought up uh, earlier that like, you know, the best two teams are in it. I don't know if the best team from the NFC is in it because look what happened to the 49ers. Yeah, when, that's fair. You yeah. know what I mean? We got into a situation where, and, and you look at that, we bring up Jalen Hurts. Like I'm very much still like he played terribly in that NFC yeah. championship game. He missed a lot of wide open throws. Yeah. His like one catch that wasn't a catch to Devontae Smith, which, you know, it, it's a catch because it was, you know, called one on the field, but he dropped it. Like it hit the ground and, you know, the refs just couldn't see it. And we get to that spot now where, you know, you look at that game and how they got to Brock Purdy, but if like Brock Purdy had one more second to throw that ball before Hassan Reddick hit him, yeah. you know, he had a wide open uh, Brandon Ayuk heading for a touchdown right there, and it would have been a huge game. But like the defense got there, and that's the thing where you know Patty Mahomes when he struggled in the in the Super Bowl against the Bucks was the Bucks had a great defensive line that got after him, and he ran for like four hundred and like eighty yards behind the line of scrimmage. So <laughs> if this Eagles team, which has a great defensive line as well, can get after him, like we're gonna see. I'm not worried so much about his ankle injury because we just saw him. Him, put up some big numbers and a, had a great game against the Bengals in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. I assume he'll be healthier. Um, same thing, Jalen Hurts. Like I, you know, we don't really know how healthy like Creech said how he is. But mm-hmm. I look at the situation as um, it's going to be a defensive game for sure. Lenarius Sneed is a big um, loss for the Chiefs on that side of the ball. If he can get out of concussion protocol and play in the Super Bowl, which I don't think we have word on yet, no, that's going to help them a lot. But their defense needs to step up big time. But it is going to be a battle of the defensive lines. You saw Chris jo- uh, Chris. Jones, defensive lineman for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's played like 16 or 17 games in the in the playoffs over his career, and he just got his first two sacks, but yet he's still one of the best defensive tackles in the league. But that Eagles offensive line is awesome too. So this is going to be a really intense uh, battle in the trenches. And then you got two star quarterbacks where I'm, cur- I'm curious to see Jalen Hurts in a big game. Um, but it's going to be sick. I'm going Eagles on the side of because I think that that defensive line is so good and their secondary has some serious weapons. So it's going to be a very intense game. And I look at the pedestrian receivers that I don't want to call it pedestrian, but they're, you know, they're, <laughs> but you just they're, they're decent. Yeah. Like they're decent <laughs> receivers. Juju Smith Schuster is solid, you know, but you look at that roster and it's like they lost arguably a top five wide receiver in Tyree Kill. Yep. And Patty Mahomes still led the league in passing and yep. is still one of the best offensive attacks. You know, you look at the run game and it seems like Isaiah, as, um, Isaiah Pacheco has really like carved himself out a role. Um, whenever they want to move things around, Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid just put that situ- like that offense in such a serious way. So I'm curious to see this matchup because it actually looks pretty good. Um, I would be more curious to see an NFC Championship game where you know even Brock Purdy was healthy for the whole thing. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not the case. So who cares? Like you said, the Eagles are there. They're one of the best teams all, all along in the mm-hmm. NFC this year, regardless. So. I will give them that credit, but Jalen Hurts has to have a better game than he did in the NFC Championship game because you can't rely on knocking up two quarterbacks in a game. Yeah, probably not. And a guy that can't like, have <laughs> torn UCL, he needs Tommy John surgery. They handed the ball off the whole second half. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like they got into a spot where they had to really, like they had to go down to a guy who they got pulled because of an injury to put back in the game. Yeah. Yeah, no, they couldn't throw. No, exactly. <laughs> they couldn't throw the ball. Like Christian well, McCaffrey kind of had better snap, yeah, passing no. stats than him, and he, I don't even think he completed a ball. 
Well, so let's go around the table then. I'm saying, because I'm with you guys, I think it's going to be fairly low scoring. I like the defenses here, even with the the offenses that are coming on uh, and, and having uh, Mahomes in the game. I'm going to say 24-21 Philadelphia. Ooh. Um, I think it'll be a little bit more high scoring than we think because I think both offenses, have, like I love the receivers yeah. and uh, that full offense from the Eagles, Dallas Goddard, Devontae Smith, AJ Brown, like the, I think they can light it up, and I also like Kenneth Gainwell a lot more than yeah. uh, Sanders. But I think that this offense could really explode, and then Patty Mahomes has the Patty Mahomes factor where sure. they can go off. So I'm gonna go oh, 35, 29 okay. for the Chiefs. Wow. Okay. No, ah. Oh, if Eagles, you didn't mean Eagles, to say Eagles, Eagles, <laughs> I don't know why I said the Chiefs. But, okay, but the All Eagles. Right. All right, fair enough. Creature. Ah, uh, I think I'm gonna go. 31-24 Eagles. So you are, we are unanimous. We all are it, Eagles. It, it's, uh, so we know that the Chiefs are winning yeah, 40 to 6, right? <laughs> if you're listening out there. It could change a there. lot for me too throughout the week. Like I, yeah. I, I want to find out it, like how much this two weeks helped Patrick Mahomes. Has to be big. Mm-hmm. Like That's got to be big. But if he's still, like, if he comes up and he, and he plays, if, if his health is, is basically what we saw against the Bengals. Like that guy's walking into media day limping. Like even if he feels good, wouldn't you? No, I think didn't he, didn't he hide it in the AFC title I'd game? I'd go the like, other yeah. way coming yeah. into this one. Well, I'd go the other way saying, oh, I just, I oh, oh, you mean yeah. like, like playing a little playing possum. Playing the limp. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 Zach Calero yeah, style like a couple yeah, years ago, yeah, exactly. right, in the Grey Cup. Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I, yeah. I'd play it up. I like that. Yeah. Because yeah. let let him guess, right? Maybe he's faking it. Maybe he's ready to go. I, I he has just, that level though, and like I said, I brought it up earlier, where it's like he can fake it all he wants, and he might even be actually pretty hurt because it's a high ankle sprain, right? Yeah, that he's takes, hurt. Yeah, like oh, he's, yeah. he's for sure hurt, regardless. And it's like, but he's still capable of making insane plays on one ankle, and that's oh, where yeah. you know we look at like you know we talk about Tom Brady earlier. It's like the greatest of all time to play the game. It's like. You know, you got to look at it, and it was always like Joe Montana might have been the most physically greatest, and still had some big time stats. And mm-hmm. you go through it all. The, I've, I've brought up like Michael Vick, most talented player to ever play quarterback. Cam Newton, like these guys. It's like Patty Mahomes Cam is Newton that guy. Yeah. That like this game. dude is playing on one ankle in an AFC Championship game against a really good Cincinnati Bengals team, yeah. and he's still getting the game. Yeah, that's like, crazy. It, it is crazy. Like he, it, I thought the Bengals were winning that game for yeah, going into for it. Sure. I was I was on the Bengals bandwagon. We were I love Joey B, and yeah. I love yeah. yeah. So if you guys are getting ready to bet, there's your listening. You maybe want to go against yeah. the TCA team. Here, but, but at the end of the day, it's I think it'll be a good game and it's going to be like there's enough on both sides of the ball where I think it should be pretty solid and I'm excited to see it. I want to see we the Chiefs win. I want to see I want to see Patrick Mahomes stack up a, a few more championships yeah. here to kind of like get that conversation yeah. with him and Brady going. Be the next bit. guy. Can I don't. That's, I want the opposite of that. So. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need anyone coming at my man. Are we how, would, how would you have answered my, what I just said mm. like four years ago? Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't have answered it. I've admittedly said, uh, I, you know what? I, I I always appreciated and respected Tom's career. Yeah. But I and I also personally do think that one Super Bowl with the Bucks kind of put him over the top as like you know. You want to yeah, new system. You, you could coach. filter, yeah. You could filter the conversation any way you want about how you want to judge, say, a quarterback or the greatest of all time. But you look at his stats, his records. But yeah. that year in 2020, when during the pandemic, new team, new offensive coordinator, he's 40 something years old. The guy shows up and he he wins a Super Bowl in his yep. first year in a pandemic season where there's no crowd. Basically, it's like I I feel like that put him over the top. No, it's he has legit. more Super Bowls than any other team. Yep, like it's crazy. No, but, you know what put him over the top? 
the parade, the championship. Yeah, being yeah. avocado <laughs> vodka. <laughs> yeah, true. It's true. The yeah. one time that you got to see to Tom Brady sloshed. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw that in New England. All no. we saw was Gronk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And Gronk no slouch himself no. down in Tampa. So, uh, yeah, no, it'll be an interesting game. We pump for Rihanna. We, we care about the halftime show. I love show. Rihanna. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care about the halftime show pretty much ever. ever. Yeah. Uh, last year I did though. That's, yeah, I was gonna say last, last, year, last year I really year. did. That was really That's fun. That's like right up my alley. That That's was all fun. Yeah, no, alley. exactly. Like just no, like, just white boys pretending they know rap, right? <laughs> those are those are all the songs and guys I know. Yeah, that's right. In my uh, my wheelhouse. So we'll oh, see what that yeah. looks like. But uh, I love Rihanna. I think she's she's the queen, man. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. I, I think it'll be good. As I think well. I haven't mm-hmm. even seen all the players. Like, hey, are we allowed to come out for halftime? Are we allowed to watch this? Well, that's the thing, right? That's what <laughs> players always, uh, are, are always complaining because they don't really get a chance to watch the halftime show. No. I can't remember which player it was years ago, but they admitted that they snuck out of a meeting <laughs> to then go down one of the tunnels and see some of the halftime show. Yeah. Even so, if you do that, like, can you take it in? Like you gotta be so focused on oh, what's yeah, happening. Oh yeah. You'd be, you'd be, fo- your, your mind would be somewhere else. Right? Mm-hmm. And it would, it, for sure it would have been Shakira and J-Lo, you sneaking out to see. <laughs> Had to get a look at that. <laughs> the hips don't e- lie. Either, yeah. it's true, man. <laughs> either you boys bother at all this weekend with the NHL All-Star game? Nope. No. <laughs> um, I was at work on Friday night yeah. and I have a couple TVs at work yeah. and not much going on when I work at CFRA from 4 to midnight. Uh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. So I did uh, have it on one of the TVs, some of the uh, skills competition. I missed um, almost all of the skills other than the clips that got so posted lucky. online later. So Apparently just a total gong show of a broadcast even like they didn't have like half the time the announcements in the arena weren't making it onto television and stuff mm. like that mm. um look the tournament itself is what it is in terms of three on three i guess if you find that more and i think you could erase a lot of the issues you're having in terms of guys missing out and and the forced representation if you went back to five on five but I understand you're trying to do something different. But if, like, if just by chance you stumbled onto ABC on Saturday afternoon, you weren't a traditional hockey fan, and you really enjoyed the three on three, and said, I'm, "The next time the NHL is on, I'll watch that." Now you come back to five on five. It doesn't look anything like what you. I don't know. There's just something about it that's sort of off kilter to me at this point. I I know it's for kids. I know it's for sponsors uh, coming to to Toronto next year. They made the announcement. I guess that was largely based on Matthew's farewell tour on that. My, all right. <laughs> As I borrow from <sighs> then the following the year, yeah. the following year, it's going to be at Arizona state yeah. <laughs> when, when oh, he's over there. Sons of bitches. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I guess largely based on they had kept that window open as a possible time for a world cup. So there wasn't mm-hmm. going to be an all-star game. And Toronto is one of those places that can do it fast, right? Lots of hotels, the arena is available, this and that. Because the 25 and 26 All-Star Games were already awarded. Um, the 24 wasn't because they weren't planning to have it. So I don't know. I wonder what you guys think. I don't really care about anything that happened this past week, and I barely saw any of it either. But there has been some talk that it might move to a rotation almost similar to what the Super Bowl does of like Vegas, LA, Miami, like keep it in the South because they're having such a hard time getting players to go that, Hmm. you know, it's still sort of a vacation. You can bring your families down. They'll still enjoy whatever's happening. Uh, there's also talk that in that rotation, maybe you keep New York, Montreal and Toronto, whatever people think of that is, is what they, but in your opinions, 
does that salvage anything? Like, in in your opinion, if you are Alex Ovechkin and you were faced with Miami this year and Toronto next year, you know, I'm, I maybe have a slight ankle injury. I'm not going to Toronto in February to do this thing. Whereas maybe Vegas, I would. Maybe Miami, I would. Maybe LA, I would. Like, does that, in your opinion, have anything to do with why this isn't working? Or would you just keep it on a regular rotation all through the league? Everybody gets a turn. For me, I, I, I think I would keep it throughout the league because I, like, I, I don't shit on the All-Star game because I, I know it's not catered to me. It's I, not for me. Yeah. I loved it when I was a kid. Sure. Like, I remember it was appointment viewing. And I remember the, the, when they launched the uh, the puck tracker. Like, I was pumped yeah. to watch it on the American network because right. I wanted to see it. Um, but I I don't care. I, I had hockey on Friday night, so I didn't watch the skills competition. Yeah. And uh, Saturday I had uh, my best buddy's uh, daughter's first birthday. So oh, I was nice. there for it. And yeah. I didn't pay any attention whatsoever to it. All so right. it doesn't, it's not for me, but it, it's for those, this kids and, and the, uh, the local community. So I, I think how big is it in those markets you mentioned for those kids? Right. Whereas like, if you come to like Minnesota or Buffalo or whatever, Winnipeg, like it's, yep. it, it, yeah, it might not be attractive to, uh, the superstar NHL player who might be, you know what, I've, I've been to a handful of these. I'm going to take a yeah. week off or whatever. Um, but it's for those kids. So I, I, I think I would rather them get the opportunity to, to witness it than, than yeah. it just being held in Florida and Vegas every year or whatever. Yeah. I look at it in a sense too, where I think they need to get away from this narrative of it's for the kids. I get that it has to be for the kids in a sense, but when you watch those players and you can just tell that they don't even give a no. shit about it. It's like, that's what is a turnoff. And it's like, mm. okay, who are you really catering to? Like five and six and seven year olds that really don't understand that a lot of these guys aren't trying and don't really give a shit. And they're Hung doing over. silly. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> even like, and you know, appreciate it, but I'm not sure if you guys saw, but it was like the, the pastor knock showing up as like a happy Gilmore. And he has like the putting stick and he's like putting the puck into the net and like he's going crazy and he's like, but it's like, if you're catering to kids, how many kids have seen or are allowed to watch Happy Gilmore? Oh, if you haven't shown your kids (laughs) Happy Gilmore, you have failed as a parent. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But at the same time, it's it's a highly inappropriate movie. It's like that if a kid saw that, it's like the reference just goes right over their head. It's like, what's this guy doing? He's literally using a putting stick in a shootout challenge with no goaltender. You have guys wearing GoPros and it's like, I get it, but like- you're going to have people complaining about it. And it's like, sure, it's not there for me. And I'm sure the same is for Creech. But when the All-Star game was in Ottawa, it was fun to be a part of and sure. have it in your in like Ottawa. Yeah. It was fun to kind of go around and cover it. But at the same time, it's like I feel like, I feel like they're trying to be too cute about certain things where guys don't care anymore. And it's like, well, like you, you look kind of stupid if you try. And it's like, you know, Connor McDavid didn't yeah. even do the It's almost like high school in it's that like, sense, right? Like I don't want to – I don't want it to look like this matters to me Yeah, because if I mess it up, then it's, it does have that vibe to it, right? I, I, I'm better off to just not care. Go back, I think, and, and simplify then, it where it's like, you know, we grew up and it's like Al McInnes was almost always going to win the hardest shot yeah. competition, right? It was yeah. super cool to see him do it with like his wooden stick. And then it's like, here comes Big Z Al, and like, like Shea Weber. It's like, that, yeah. yeah, these last couple of years, it's like, now it's like, all right, you're getting cute with these shootout contests. And no, like I, I feel like I would think that's cool if I was a kid, though. Like, I, I feel like if I was 13, I'd be fired up to see, like, Trevor Zegras yes. do some crazy do shit. Do the YouTube shit, like, sure. the crazy moves, the sort like Sarah Nurse on Shisterkin, right? Like, that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, those sorts of things, I, I have time for it. I just, I don't know how you fix this, right? Like, 
It stinks. There's no way around. I don't that. mind what the NFL's doing right now with no game and just doing the the skills. The skills kind of thing. alone, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, they bought that at the end. Like, I guess they also the Pro Bowl. I think is the worst, and especially this year, they all suck. They well, all my favorite, except for maybe Major, Major League Baseball. Well, like, I think Josh Allen, like baseball, like, used to be okay. Yeah, Josh Allen didn't take it. He's like, yeah, I'm injured, and he gave it up. And then Tyler Huntley, who threw two touchdown passes, got voted in, which it's like. What's his name? Uh, Carr from Vegas. Derek Carr. Yeah. Well, he's walking around wearing the NFL hat instead of the fake. He's like, well, oh, I won't be back him. here. <laughs> yeah, it's that's an awkward situation. And then he wins it all. But it's like Tyler Huntley got put in there, and it's like there's like 15 other quarterbacks that had a lot better stats that yeah. should have been there. So it just kind of as a slap in the face. But then Josh Allen, who like said he was injured and didn't want to participate, then has shown golfing. Like, and it's yeah, just well, like, who was supposed to go for <laughs> Seattle to the NHL when someone got hurt and wasn't going to go? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't either. But they clearly called around, looked for another Seattle player, and they were all like, no. Like, I waited. on the beach. Yeah. Me and my family have already made plans, and so they end up asking Chandler Stevenson from Vegas. But now you have your second newest franchise going, yeah, we – like, if we're doing this thing where every team has to be repped, then a team's got to be repped. Like, Mm -hmm. I I don't know. To me, the whole thing is just – it's broken, and I don't know how you fix it because you're sort of trying to – to please too many masters here, right? You have your sponsors, mm-hmm. you have the local fan base. You're trying to convince every market to have someone there so that, you know, there's a reason for those markets to watch. I don't know. Like the, it's coming to Toronto next year. I'm a leaf guy. I couldn't possibly care less that it's in Toronto. Like did that you, doesn't change anything for me in terms of enjoyment or interest or. Did you care that William Melander wasn't there, even though he has more points? Yeah, not really. Like, if this was done on merit, every roster would be different, right? But if someone backs out, it doesn't bug me at all that they put someone from the Panthers who are hosting it in there. And they didn't just find some guy. It's Sasha Barkov. Like, that guy is an all-star, right? Like, that's mm. that's fine with me. So, and frankly, as a Leaf fan, I'd rather see no Leafs go. Go take your break, get healthy, get rested up. Like, I don't want to see my guys down there you know, playing for nothing. I so you just as a Nylander you're fan, turned off by Mitchie's wardrobe all weekend. That's what you're upset <laughs> yeah. about. Mitchie Vice. And there's a video posted of him hanging out with Crosby and spilling coffee all over himself. And you're like, what is happening right now? This is the most leaf thing I've ever seen. So uh why don't we get in just briefly, uh Creech, you've been coming at me all year with uh <laughs> with David Pasternak statistics because five very beginning of the uh of the season. Uh, you said something on the air and it seemed like at the time, I don't know how convinced you were that it was true. Like maybe you were going to pull back. I no, I, I'm a huge pasta guy. So you had said on, uh, on TSN 1200 in a conversation about, you know, top NHL guys that he's a top five player in the league. And I just about spit my coffee all over the place. Right. They go, oh, yeah, I got a bunch top of five, I'm te- top five. And this is again, I think at latest a week into the season. Like this is the very beginning. Yeah. Start of the, of the year. Right. So, yeah. And so in my head, I'm thinking back to last year, which is the last thing we have to go on. And it's, it's dry sidle and McDavid and Matthews and McKinnon and McCarr and a lot of M's in there. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way David Pasternak a top five player in the league. And you stuck to your guns. And then David Pasternak came out and put up like a, in a non McDavid world, an MVP caliber season where he is absolutely this year a top five player in the league. Always has been. Just always, like it was always the always, Jags, it was always, always past that. <laughs> and it just makes me wonder, right? Like, 
are we able to differentiate, like last year's Hart Trophy, Austin Matthews won MVP last year. Is Austin Matthews the best player in the world? No. No, no. and Leafs fans all know that. No. He, did he's, he have he's awesome. the best season? Maybe. He might have. Like, I don't even know if he did. He did definitely did goal scoring wise. Right. But and didn't so, McDavid finish like 20 points ahead of him or something? More than that. Yeah. So. And, and it's just like, but everyone just glosses. It was like when Doughty won the Norris from Carlson. It's like, this guy's, oh, we're sick of McDavid winning the heart. Matthews did. Matthews had an unreal le- year, and I think he's he's the best goal scorer in the league. I guess not this not year. this year, <laughs> but but I, I would count on him to to score a lot of goals. And, I expect, and I really like him. Yeah, like I'm not I'm not I understand. I'm not bringing this argument up because I hate the Leafs or I hate Matthews. But I, did I, you I truly believe at the end of last season? No, David Pasternak. Oh, was yes. a top five player yes. in the league. I felt this for a few seasons. Come on, now. yeah, come on. Better. Louis so, and I had this like similar so discussion. Who like, would you have pushed out last year? McDavid? No, definitely not. Dreisaitl? No. Although I... McKinnon? No. McCarr? Not sure. So I, I think the discussion Jake? was forwards. I think I said top five forwards. Uh, I think you're right, actually. I'm So McCarr, we'll, we'll have to punt, right? So, but but he wasn't coming in ahead of last year anyway. He wasn't coming ahead of Matthews, Dreisaitl, uh, McDavid, I, or McKinnon. If you forced me to pick, I would, I would I, at last year, I'd probably pick and pass on my team over Matthews. Last year. Yes. Because I felt this way for years. He's been this guy for years. He put up a 60-goal season in 70-some-odd games. You're taking pasta over Matthews. How many playoff rounds has he won? That was not the conversation we were having, though, was it? (laughs) Well, if if I'm taking a guy on my team, that's part of it. I wonder how many of those he'd have won without Bergeron and, and Marchand. And well, what, he, it, he got off to that player. clip this year without without Marchand nah, and without right McAvoy. That. You're right about that. And a new coach, too, right? Like, that's the thing. You look at the Bruins and the way they've had their season. I think every this year. This supposed to be the fallback season for the Bruins. Well, that's they're what I mean. Fall. Every year it's the fallback because they're always older. I think <laughs> yeah. Marchand was injured to start the year. Mm-hmm. And so was Bergeron, too, was he not? Like McAvoy. McAvoy. Like, they had, like, all these injuries and they, they still just... You know, they're keep just blowing winning. out the entire. He, and cheers to Dave Montgomery. I, I have to believe Jim he's Montgomery, got. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> Whatever, Dave. Um, What's up, Dave? My bad, Jim. <laughs> Jimmy okay. I, I, I had a brutal one on air last week. <laughs> AJ hit me with a pop quiz and I threw. It was. Pop quiz, hot shot. It was Julian de Guzman was the answer and I nailed it. But I called him Christian de Guzman. Like, what <laughs> oh, is man. that? I, yeah. I felt so bad. I apologize <laughs> oh. to all the de Guzman fans and yeah. Uh, soccer fans out there, that was that was brutal. But if you had a Jack Adams trophy to give out, would it be to Montgomery? Or right now, for sure it would. Yeah. yeah. I think it has 100%. to be in the sense that it's, they just, the injuries to start the year, it was like, all right, they're down year and arguably been the best team in the East. Like well, the whole season. The whole league, they're the by far the yeah. best. You, you look at that team and like as a Leaf fan right now coming into the trade deadline, like, are you really going to blow your brains out and they have to, right? This is Dubas's last year. You know, their window time is ticking. So they have to make big moves at the deadline. They have to go for it. But you're staring at Boston going, even if we get through Tampa, that monster is waiting for you on the other side. Mm-hmm. This might be a year to just keep your cards close to the vest if you were in any other situation. They don't have a choice but to go for it. But You know, you know who I might take? If you were the Leafs? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> they, yeah. I, I would take uh, Haskell. Uh, Has- Haxtell. Oh, Dave Haxtell. Yeah. Or Rick Bonus. Rick Bonus. I think, I think has those been are my huge. two. Yeah. Jack Adams favorites. And if we had done no this a couple. No disrespect to your guy, Dave Montgomery. But uh, <laughs> freaking Dave. <laughs> but because uh, yeah, he's Lindy he's Ruff's got to be back in the mix this year. Yeah, Lindy Ruff is for sure in the mix. Yeah. I, and I, like again, nothing against Jim Montgomery, but it's it. 
and he what he, ever, he deserves credit for everything that's there, but yeah. he did walk into a situation that was really good. Oh they, yeah, he had a great foundation uh, that was left by one of the greatest coaches in the league as well. In, in well, Bruce Cassidy, if we had had this conversation two three weeks ago, you might also say Bruce Cassidy was in in the conversation down in Vegas, like mm. just a change of scenery, new team. They were off and running again, but they've sort of. Uh, they're up against it with some injuries now too. Mark Stone is out and Jack Eichel hasn't performed as well lately, but. But if you look at bonus in Winnipeg, yeah. man, like. Yeah. Paul Maurice left because he's like, I can't he's get like, these I guys over. I, the, I can't this. get them to the I'm next out. level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you had Pierre-Luc Dubois, is he going to be a Montreal Canadian? And and Shifley's comments at the end of the yeah, year, yeah. And taking the captaincy away from Wheeler. And Nick Ehlers has missed most of the year. Like, there's so many things. And they suddenly have learned how to defend, which is always a Rick Bonus thing. Like, if you see Rick Bonus coming to coach your team, bank on your goalie having a good year, right? Like, all of a sudden, yeah. the, the systems in front just become that much better. When you look at when he was with, uh, was it Dallas? Dallas, yeah. And how like great that blue line was, mm-hmm. right? And that was what, there was so much credit given to the blue line. I like when you see coaches go to different situations. And the reason I lean to Montgomery as Jack Adams is, you know, being a couple of years away from a head coaching position in Dallas. And I believe he was an assistant coach before he was brought yeah, in here. Yep, yep. Um, they only have seven losses. Yeah, but it's seven ridiculous. losses. And like only, is it still just like one regulation loss at home? Like they've, uh, they've been so good just in general. Seattle gave them one. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the only Seattle one. Seattle gave them not. their first. They yeah. have a couple overtime and, yeah, yeah, and shootout yeah. losses. But when I look at that situation of dealing with the injuries pre, uh, prior to the season, new coach that, you know, has been a couple of years away and obviously had to step away for, you know, issues off, off the ice. But, you know, he's in a spot where now you're, you're back coaching. And you had the injuries to start with. Yeah. Goaltenders. So like they trade Linus, for Hampus Lindholm. Linus lock him up long term. And all of a sudden, Lindholm looks like a Norris Trophy candidate. Yeah. You're like, what the hell is going on? But you look at their goaltenders, too, and it's like they're they're not sexy names. They're not crazy no. names. But they're getting wins, and they're fuck, they've yep. been awesome. Yep. Like it's, no, it's it has been awesome. Yeah. So I look at that situation, and I do look at bonus in Winnipeg as well as, as the other one. But I think those are my two right now. One last thing before we take a break here and grab another pint uh, on the hockey front. Uh, last Thursday night at 11 o'clock, uh, we hear that the Senators are punting their AHL coach who, by all accounts, was pretty popular amongst the fan base and, and whatever else. Uh, maybe not as popular if you ask Pierre Dorian of the Senators, didn't maybe like him quite as much. This is one of those things that feels like a self-inflicted wound where the Sens had won four in a row are going into an all-star break, feeling pretty good. Everything has, you know, the team isn't where they wanted to be, but there's no major fires to put out. And then all of a sudden Pierre Dorian decides at 11 o'clock Thursday night, I'm firing our minor league coach and we'll let people talk about that for the next four or five or six days or however long it's going to be before the Sens are back in action. Um, this is a guy that, that we had heard, was a big part of draft and develop, right? The, the thing that the Sens hang their hat on, we're good at that. Whether Dorian didn't believe he was as good as that, there's been, uh, Claire Hanna reported on her Twitter account that there was some talk that maybe he had been l- leaking. If we want to, I don't know if you guys used to watch 24, I was a big, you know, there's a mole in the organization. Uh, maybe giving like pre-scout information to other teams. I don't know if that's true. I will mention, uh, 
propping up uh, Talkian Audio on uh, February 16th. Claire Hanna and Kyle Bukoskis will be in studio together. So nice. We'll ask her about it then. Um, but those that's her reporting. There's been other reporting that, you know, that maybe he just didn't get along with Pierre Dorian. It's interesting to think of the fact that his brother is an assistant GM with the franchise. Uh, Creech, we'll start with you. I'm sure this caught everybody off guard around TSN 1200 as you guys were getting ready you know, to, to put the next day's show together. Um, were, were you surprised or did, oh, did you think this was coming? No, no I no. completely took me off guard. I, I'll just say a few group chats definitely lit up yeah, uh, yeah. in the minutes that followed <laughs> that for sure is everyone kind of digging and speculating and, and wondering what, what, what what's yeah. going on. Um, yeah, very surprised by the news, was not expecting that whatsoever. Um, I, I waiting to hear if we do ever hear from, from Troy Mann and, and his version uh, of the events. Um, yeah. But uh, I, the facts that I do know are he's a, he's a very good head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, every player I've ever talked to, whether it was publicly in, in, in a scrum or an interview or off the record in, in a chat, um, it has been very complimentary of how he took their game to the next level. Uh, Nick Paul uh, there's there's been many stories. I know Ian Ian Mendez had one. A number of people have had uh, interviews and, and stories about Nick Paul and his him reaching the level that that he eventually yeah. did and and where he was at. Um, and he gave a lot of that credit to Troy Mann. I a lot of respect for for him in in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't know. We'll see if we hear more on on this situation. But clearly, uh, there was a lack of trust between and his him contract and the is off at the end of this season, right? Man, yes, yeah. yeah. So, um, like, you could have let it run out unless you've like. There is some. The other conversation has been because he used to appear on TSN twelve hundred yeah. every Tuesday, and back in November, December, that came to an end. He just sort of stopped making those appearances. I'm sure there's plenty more behind the scenes on that. And then this just before his firing, he had appeared on a local podcast with uh, Brent Wallace, who sends fans will know covers, has covered the team for a very long time. And, uh, he appeared on that show and I, you know, the conversation has been had, the ideas have been floated that his Dorian just, I don't want you out there talking. I, I don't want you having your own message. I don't want you doing this anymore. And the podcast thing, put it over the top. Bunda, you've, you've been around this you know, covering this franchise for a long time as well. Do you think that has anything to do with it? Or was it just Dorian deciding this is the time? Like any thoughts on the media side of thing and him being out there and, and talking? Um, wouldn't surprise me, I guess, from things that we've all heard and seen over the years. Um, you know, Creech knows too, like Tuesdays with Troy was always great to learn about what was going on in Belleville. And, you know, you brought up like how he seems to be a favorite coach from the fans. It's like, I don't even care what the fans think. Like Creech had players like uh, interviewing and talking with guys like Josh Norris and Drake Batherson. Yeah, Batherson for sure has yeah, talked a lot about him. Yeah. Troy Mann and like and like he brought up Nick Paul, but like defenseman Brandstrom, like just hearing them talk about Troy Mann and hit what he's done to them and for them in Belleville to help them reach that next level um, when they reach the NHL is so big and how motivational he is and how you know he talks about conditioning so much. You know, there's so much there that it's like, all right, I don't believe that this is a 
you know, I don't, I don't know anything, but I want to hear and know more and learn more, especially, but I don't believe that this is a firing because, you know, we don't like this guy. He's not a good coach. I think we all know well enough uh, from hearing from players and seeing the way he's doing things. Belleville has had a terrible year. Yeah. The firing came after a win too, which is the most puzzling is, thing uh, for me. Odd, it, it's yes. like, all right, well, we're, we just came off a huge win and they haven't had a great year because of injuries in general. And they've lost a lot of players to Ottawa's at times because of the injuries they've suffered. Sure. So I look at it and it's like, all right. And if it's the media thing, okay, that's kind of silly, but I don't see that being a huge factor either. The Claire Hanna report is is a pretty serious allegation, so sure I wanna, it is, yeah. you know, I want to know more about it. And like Creech said, I don't really want to speculate more until I hear from you know Troy himself. Um, I like and also like Creech said, um, can't imagine the dynamic in the Sens front office with his brother <laughs> a little being awkward there. around the coffee machine Friday morning. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 that has to be an interesting conversation between Sens management and at the end of the day, you know, Pierre Dorian holds the trump card. There's no ownership really involved and in, I'm sure a lot of these uh, these moves right now because the Melnick daughters, I'm sure, just focusing on you know this new ownership group that's going to be coming yeah, in in the next little while sale, because I think yeah. there's 15 groups that have been now. That's right, that's it was brought up over too. the weekend yeah. uh, at All Star Weekend, but at the end of the day, you know, Troy never divulged much in terms of strategy or, you know, terrible things when he was doing his, his you know, yeah, he'd come on and, and tell he'd us as fans things we might find interesting in terms of development or systems or whatever, but it didn't seem like he was giving away in house. No, and, and like I said, Creech could probably go more on this as well too, because he's done a lot more of it, you know, as as much as I have, a lot more with Troy, uh, speaking wise, especially on TSN for a while. It was it was a solid way to sell the fan base mm-hmm. and fans on a lot of these young up and coming prospects because the the majority of the interview would be like, all right, like how was your weekend? Like what happened? If something big happened, whatever you'd ask about that. But the majority of it would be like, all right, well, like what's going on with Eric Branch right now? Yeah, how far away is he? Names what's Matt Sogard up, up right. to? Does he have a chance right. to be a starting goaltender? And like, it was a lot of like how they've been doing and how he is developing. And it was like, it was a step inside to kind of sell the B sense. Cause there's not a lot of organizations that, uh, you know, maybe the Leafs, the biggest one, but it's like that care a lot about their AHL teams. They just, want to find out those next guys that are going to be called up. Right. So I looked at it. It was like, even if like he wasn't saying anything that I found detrimental to the you know organization, to Pierre Dorian and his staff, uh, that's my personal opinion. I thought it was sure. a great idea and he did such a great job. He articulates his message so well and he did a good job of talking about where players are at because constantly uh, Ridley Gregg would be a great example of where's Ridley Gregg at and why is he not being called right. up to the Senators What's right now. What's he working on right now? And, and How's he, he doing in the mind? Yeah, and How? he would do that. And if yeah. you know that is looked at as a detriment or a negativity that he was doing that, I surprises me and uh, you know it it wouldn't surprise me though if that is the reason because it just seems like there's not a lot that goes on with the Sens organization in terms of wanting to get the right message out from their whether it's Pierre or their coaches very peculiar and that's it so like I said I think that this this can't be a Troy man is not a good coach firing there has to be more to it I want to hear more and I want to know more um before I can officially say, well, okay, well, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. But at the end of the day, I, I just don't think they fired um, him because of his coaching. All right. Uh, look, let's quick hit this here. As we sat here, uh, the Islanders and Bo Horvat have agreed to an eight-year deal, uh, $8.5 million. Um, anybody surprised? Did Lou probably have that in his back pocket before making the trade? Let's just buzz through a quick initial thoughts on that. Uh, Creech, why don't you go first? Yeah, I, I feel like they, they probably would have had a pretty good indication that they'd be able to income to an extension if if they did make that trade like at the time I thought okay they're they're probably gonna 
extend this guy. They, yeah. Or they have a good idea of and what Lou it would take Lou was leaning into that even on the press call, right? Like, I hope we have a professional player who understands what we've given up to bring him here. And you're like, all right, Lou, right? You're just leaning on the guys. <laughs> he just needs to look at someone the wrong way and they'll sign an extension. And he was saying at the All-Star game, well, I'm going to have to shave off the beard before I get to the island. And you're like, all oh, this stuff. Oh, man, yeah. Lou, come on. Get with it's the times with that. man. I, I've, I've always secretly wanted Brent Burns to be traded to the yeah, Islanders yeah, yeah. or whoever There's lose. There's the stare down. Yeah. Right? The, uh, well, my favorite was when he left the Leafs and then you just see guys like Mitch and Austin growing their stash. Yeah, I got to have the stash like, just out of spite. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like it's, and some of it has been pretty terrible. Like yeah, I no, for sure. <laughs> Nylander, <laughs> yeah, Nylander, uh, Mitch, and uh, uh, Matthews. It's like, all right, uh, there's not a lot of great facial hair between the three of you no. star players. Uh, Kyrie has been traded from Brooklyn to uh, the Mavs. Either you have any real thoughts on that. Obviously, it had become untenable in Brooklyn. Um, they were clearly sick of him. He was in clearly Brooklyn. sick of being there. What did I say? How I was just chirping because you say in Brooklyn, which yeah. you are correct. But yeah, it's, okay. Sorry. Seems like it's everywhere he's ever gone. Yeah, no, he, okay, he fair enough. He constantly is getting shipped out of because he's been pretty much well known as like the the worst teammate. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, that's been an, a constant soap opera since he's been in Brooklyn, and now he's uh, the Mavs problem. Um, you know, a couple big moves there, and uh, any thoughts on on how that's going to work in? Uh, in Dallas, or, or is this more just about Brooklyn being like, we'll just take anything to get this guy out of here? Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because Dallas has some pretty solid players there already, and uh, I'm not quite sure how this is going to work out. Uh, again, like I said, it's I haven't been as uh, into the NBA as I normally am, but right. I look at the situation where it's like, all right, like he's constantly being moved around. And like I said, well-known as one of the worst teammates to play with mm-hmm. LeBron, I think is sewered him. And I think there was an idea too, <laughs> that he was like, I'm okay to go to LA. And it's like, you really think you're going yeah, to LA after like, LeBron has no. literally thrown you under the bus multiple not, times. Man. And yeah. your teams have done that. Um, with Luca though, in Dallas, I'm curious to see how that works out. Mm-hmm. Um, does he get shipped again? I'm not sure. I just, I'm more curious to see if Kyrie can figure out how flat the earth is in Dallas. <laughs> Man. He won't have a hard time in, in Texas finding people to uh, <laughs> exactly. to support him, though. Yeah, I obviously a great talent, but yes. um, and I, I hate to like just label guys like issues or problems or head cases or bad teammates or whatever. But it's a lot of labels. <laughs> no, I, I just mean in general, yeah, like yeah. those types of terms. Like it's it's hard for me to do that when like we're just it's guys him. talking into a microphone, right? Like, yeah. but it's. Like Everywhere we, we don't goes. have that we don't have that experience kind of thing, but just seeing what's played out everywhere. Yeah. And and Dallas is yeah. obviously a team that has championship aspirations and, and that helps talent wise put them over the top. But do you want to get into business with Kyrie Irving? Like I, I, I don't I don't know. It's yeah. I, I guess we'll have to see how it plays it out. Didn't but work so far everywhere they else wanted, it's played out. Yeah. They wanted out from under him, right? They, well, even it, Boston it before that too, because uh, being a Celtics fan, but I remember that year that they were in the uh, NBA Conference Championships, and I believe they were playing LeBron and, and Cleveland at the time. But yeah. um, Kyrie was on the Celtics, but he was injured for most of it. Then he came back, and it was like hearing, and I believe it was Kobe Bryant that spoke at the time. Um, was he was like this, and I think he put it on Twitter and whatnot, but it went pretty legit. But it's just like it was Jason Tatum's like first or second year in the NBA, and it's like 
he's the star of your team, trade Kyrie, like quickly. Yeah. Like, and he was, uh, Kobe was all about that. And it's like, when you have guys like LeBron and Kobe and, you know, there's been more throughout the years in the NBA that have talked about how, like you said, we're, we're people that talk into microphones. We're not like privy to what goes on sure. in locker rooms. But when you hear some of the star players around the league talk about how he's not a great teammate, it's like, I feel like now we can Once get into that. that public, you know. <laughs> and it. I think too, when you, we see, it's like, I, when I saw this discussion, it's like arguing who would be the worst teammate to have. And it's like between a- Antonio Brown and, <laughs> and Kyrie wow. Irving. And it's like, those are two guys that's like been well known for like just being terrible teammates. And you know, yeah. just if you're going to make it more about themselves and those they're going to have a podcast bring you down after their careers. Are oh, done. how could you not I'd listen to that shit? Oh, you should, pat, you should give them that idea. You should patent that. Bring I'm going to produce that. It's going to be under the TCA <laughs> banner. And, That'd uh, be pretty big because yeah, yeah. those two are two guys yeah, that no I'm, sure, would have, I'm sure because there's been enough people dunking on them over their careers that they would be more than happy to go dunk on the players they've played with. I could call it like locker room cancer or something like that. Like play off <laughs> some type of terminology yeah. around being yeah. poor teammates. 100% man. Uh, with that, uh, why don't we wind this one down? I know you guys are back here for Tuesday morning. We're going to talk a little UFC. We'll have another pint, talk about the fight game, which we didn't get to here today. Uh, appreciate the fact that you guys are willing to come back for that. So that'll be Tuesday morning. Make sure you're following along on social media at Tall Can Audio. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite pod app. For Graham Creech and Steve Bunda, my name is Matt Robinson. We will catch you all on Tuesday morning for some fight talk on Tall Can Audio. What was that? Number one bullshit. Oh, number one bullshit. Why are you so pissy?